You're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM here in Kingston, and welcome to Screening in Kingston. Okay, so we're going to kick things off with a little... Story time. Well, yeah, story, but tidbit. Okay. A tidbit. Um, so muscle memory yes. is a thing. Uh-huh. So I've, I've talked about on this show how bad my memory is. Yes. Many a time. Like, I think we <laughs> talked about how I, I know I went to school. I just don't remember doing it. Yeah, you have it. zero memories of your teachers, what you took. Yeah, even and high school is even worse. Like, the further I go back, the worse it gets. So I kindergarten, know, right off. Yeah, no, I don't know anything beyond, like, 13 years old. But in I remember high school, what I wore on my first day of kindergarten. See, that's weird to me. I don't know anything. I can't And I held Ronnie Mace, Mancini's hand because I was that? scared. Just the boy that was in my okay. kindergarten. Shout out to Ronnie Mancini. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I can't remember anything about okay. high school. Yeah, at all. The only like little snippets of things, but that's but that's really it. I mm-hmm. have to be told other things. So as you know, I play squash, yes. as we all know. Okay. Um, so I'm. I just realized this morning while I was playing squash, I played first thing in the morning. I was opening my locker and I realized I know how to open lockers, but I can't remember doing that in high school. I can't remember a single time when I had to open a locker in high school, but I know I must have done it because I remember how to do it. Like I know how to do the how many yeah, forward, one this how many way, that yeah, exactly. Way. I know how to do it, and my muscle memory—it's not even a problem. Like, could you unlock your high school lock? Oh yeah, without a problem. No, no issues because, and I, I mean, I must have been able to without too much of an issue because now. I do it and it's just second nature. But I've only been going to, to this gym for a couple of months. But I, by, I, without even thinking, mindlessly, I know how to open a locker. And I think that's so interesting that my muscle memory is better than my actual memory. You can't remember like a single time being at your locker? No. In... No, I don't, I don't know where my locker was. I don't know anything about being in my lockers. The things I remember from high school, I can tell you everything because it's that short. I remember the first day meeting what is now currently my, my closest friend. Mm-hmm. I met him on the first day. Now remember... your closest friend. He may, oh. be... <laughs> he may be usurped well, later he's, on. He's getting married this summer, <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen, okay? Um but I remember meeting him, and I remember the first things he said to me. And I remember, like, uh, the sort of, like, our first kind of interactions throughout that mm-hmm. day. I don't – I remember convincing him to take drama class. I remember being a, in drama class every once in a while. I remember part of the school trip that we went to New York City for. I was in, a ba- I was in the band, and we went to New York City. Uh, and then I remember getting in trouble in accounting class. And that's about it. And the muscle memory of your lock. And my, the like that's that's kind of my my realization today is my muscle memory is remembering a lot of things, but my brain is not. You sound like an old man. I know. My but body the, remembers. But that's the thing. That's that's a, that's all that my my brain is like. I remember so many specific things, and I have a good memory in certain areas, but then in other areas, it's just like nope. There's garbage. no room for this. It's all garbage. It's out of here. But my muscles remember all of it. Yeah, it's like being able to ride a bike, even if you haven't Absolutely. rode a bike. Go and... swim or go swimming. Um, Same skating. kind of thing. Skating. You you just you know how to do those things. Yeah. And it's it, it takes a while, but it's like it kind of catches up to it. And and squash is becoming like that. My body knows how to play squash, but my mind's not always there. 
But my body f- has figured it out. Your body's able to out. react. Yeah, my body can react. And like I play football once a week and it's the same thing. My body knows how to do all these things. But sometimes my brain is like, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm not The body is an amazing. Exactly. So anyway, that was my that was my thought this morning as I was up at 6.30. Barf. Uh, to playing squash. I was sitting there opening my locker going, well, this is a revelation. I'm going to talk about this on the show. There you go. And there you go. That's my story. To I like off. it. I have no muscle memory memories to t- share. No? Oh. Um, Everyone write in with your favorite <laughs> muscle memory. <laughs> I have like scent memories, like really strong. Like sometimes I heard I'll that's smell thing, something yeah. and I'll immediately go back See, I don't, to a I don't place. really get that. Sometimes it's people names and faces like again the friend I was talking about Andrew who's been on been on the show before he will sometimes talk about someone at high school and eventually I'll remember right. he says their name and what they he remembers literally every detail about them and I'm just like he remembered a kid that I used to bug in high school so I was I was picked on a lot growing up but in high school there's one kid that I didn't really like so I bugged Ooh. him but he was like a I don't know he's part of like a popular group or whatever so it was more just so he deserved it oh 100 and and i really didn't like him and still to this day like i couldn't remember his name but then i was talking to andrew about it and he instantaneously knew his name knew everything about him it's like oh yeah, yeah you wouldn't leave him alone it was hilarious i definitely need like a yearbook like when we were just out of high school and my friends would be like oh so-and-so's doing this in uni or whatever i'd be right. like i'd be like who? who yeah yeah but does the face help like if you look yeah, at if their they showed face, me a okay. picture i'd yeah. be like yeah oh yeah that jerk sometimes i see the face i hear the name and i still don't know yeah sometimes you need a prompt i i've had two instances recently where i'm just walking and someone comes up to me and is like oh hey how are you and i'm like that's the worst that that has happened to me where people i hate it and i cannot even remotely and it's not anything against them it's just that's how bad my memory is yeah it's not like oh they're so forgettable of a person just sometimes they're a nobody yeah they're nobody from my brain but sometimes it just takes me a second to to be like oh yeah this is your i also in my defense immediately out of high school and into university i was running a theater company where i was i'm not even lying like i would work with 150 new faces a year it's hard to remember people and you were exposed to a lot of the public so it makes sense that people people come up to you and you're like oh hi i once told someone i've met like in person like 750 people and they laughed and like i think that's actually a low ball i probably met more i believe but i just don't you know being in in the public and going to events and like it's just it's so hard to keep track of everybody Mind fog. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway, those are my problems today. <laughs> How's everybody else? <laughs> um, so, welcome to the show. This is Screening in Kingston. Um, we talk about movies. We talk about movies. Uh, yeah. Um, you might be listening on CFRC or or you've downloaded the podcast. Uh, someone once said recently that the the key to radio is to to remind people of what time it is and what day it is. But unfortunately, because we we have about equal the people who listen on the podcast, I have no idea what day this is. Yeah. Because you down, people download it at weird times, but they don't download as much if I don't upload it at the same time every week. I learned that. They're probably listening on a Tuesday. So we assume it's Tuesday, July 16th. At 3 o'clock. At 3 o'clock-ish. If, if you're live. <laughs> if we're live, it's just after 3 o'clock. If you're listening to the podcast, it's probably sometime after 4.30. It's your dinner time, maybe. Yeah, maybe you're having dinner and you Enjoy still screening your spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> we, we thought about that over the holidays of wouldn't it be funny. I remember this conversation we had previous episode where we talked about 
the holidays and it would be funny if people were having dinner yeah. I think we were arguing about something. i don't remember we were having some sort that of discussion family, was that, that family yeah. who listened yeah that, like oh, oh maybe yes. there are dinner maybe yes were there, dinner. there was a family that wrote in yeah yes yes we're a family and we listen to the show well shout out to you yep. for having dinner um today we're talking about a couple different uh, uh movies uh, i saw the lion king live action remake that just opened in theaters um we didn't talk about it before we started recording this so i hope you saw wild rose taylor i did taylor saw wild rose it was not great <laughs> okay we're already good <laughs> you always do that yeah i like to give some like leave people to later to find out what we think about no it. they can turn always... off the show now all right well no they have to listen there they'll wait for your lion king Yes, you'll have to wait in anticipation for Lion King. And so we're going to talk about Wild Rose. We're going to talk about Lion King this week. We also do have headlines, the return of uh, Not a Great Plan. Taylor did a few at, from work. She's got three. <laughs> don't tell my boss. <laughs> don't tell Don't tell Taylor's boss. Hope doesn't listen to this show. Um, <laughs> so, so we're doing no, that. No, I did it on lunch break. Did it on lunch break. There you go. Good save. Um, and we also have three fan questions to get to. Um, so this is going to be this is going to be a fun episode. Um, which for those of you who listen to the podcast, every week it's hard for me to title the episode, mm-hmm. but not this week. I don't remember what I titled it, but it, it's good. <laughs> it's <laughs> so, a good one. I think it's Wild Rose slash Animals. Because wild animals, for yeah. Lion King. yeah, I think that's what I called it. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Um, okay, so we're going to get things started with fan questions. Um, first, we have Oscar, who wants us to know, yes, that Oscar. Now, here, here, we, here we have a situation where both Taylor and I are, are racking our brains here. Oscar, do we know you? We don't know. Because, like, I don't think I know an Oscar. The only thing I can think about is either you're the Oscar statue writing in yeah if, if this is a um pun, like that very... oscar the academy if so well played yeah because <laughs> that's good <laughs> that's good um otherwise i thought mm, maybe you've written in before and we've you had definitely, a zesty question we've definitely had an oscar write in before um this was i believe a new email though that came in but i know we've had maybe an that's oscar. why he's saying that oscar that's new oscar. Email. yeah new new email but same old oscar so Speaking of bad memory, sorry, Oscar. Sorry, Oscar. We don't know who you are. So Oscar says, <laughs> hi, Screening in Kingston. Really loving the show so far. See, that makes me think new. Anyway. I don't know. I'm super pumped for what you come up with for the Vampire Halloween special. Do you still plan on seeing It Chapter 2? Looks quite good, and I'm hoping you'll still fit it in, even with the vampire-themed show. Lots of love, Oscar. Now, the lots of love thing confuses me. Because that makes it think that Oscar's written in before. So you've confused us, Oscar. Well I really Maybe don't. this is just a whole trick. Like, I'm completely stumped. new person. Like, I'm just going to throw this <laughs> wrench in. Because you've done it. You've. We're all so befuddled by this. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I want to see It Chapter 2. So I'm very excited to review that movie. Well, there's f- probably at least four Tuesdays in October, if not five. Yeah, I don't think so... we're at risk of having to choose between the vampire special or something or I, it. I, yeah i feel like we're gonna be able to fit both in and so, there won't be an issue hands down and also i feel like it's coming out in september i don't think it has an october date i think i thought it was late in september but we can look it up right now so it definitely will be featured um because i oh, september 6th yeah you're Canada. gonna get an wow. early halloween ish episode because i plan on seeing it yeah me too. very closely to when it comes out i think we'll probably try that one for opening weekend oh yeah i feel like it's one i'm really excited about. it's a big one and i think the van i don't know like the vampire episode could be our halloween episode or we could do but like we could do another halloween themed episode like we did last year as well as a vampire one like there's i think there's 
options here we have for options, us. So but clearly the fans want vampires as much as I want. I think it's I been brought it. up every week <laughs> maybe, by a new person. Maybe Oscar is like that Oscar, the guy who originally wanted the vampire episode. No, that that, that was somebody else. I don't remember his name, but it wasn't Oscar. I want to say – I can't remember. But it wasn't – It was. I, I know for certain I did a little bit of research and I can't find this Oscar. It's very confusing me. Well – Rest easy knowing that we will definitely review It Chapter 2 and we're definitely going to have a vampire episode and we may even have a separate Halloween episode. October will be full. I had a lot of fun with the Halloween episode we did last year, so I I feel like we could do something similar. Might just have to put a spin on it. Uh, But I feel like with the interest of the vampire thing, it'll probably be its own thing. Oh, yeah. Its own episode, its own special, because I have to cast Twilight or something. So, like, we got a lot to do in there. So we'll, you know, we'll do a whole special thing for that seeing as it's so popular. I got a lot of time to prep is there that many vampire movies oh yeah okay i just don't know where this fan of this is just kind of new to me that vampires is like a thing like i loved buffy the vampire slayer going it's up a like genre stuff, but okay all right no i'm not saying it's not a genre i'm just saying it's not like the mcu though where where there are like films in a in, and it all connects or like the conjuring universe right like if someone was like oh can you do like a conjuring annabelle the nun sort of universe thing. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. There's a lot of things that are interconnected. But the we vampire should also movies do that. Are all... We should also we do should that. We should actually. That would be that great. That should be our Halloween that, episode. That could be the Halloween episode. It's like a, a look universe. back at the Conjuring universe, do a vampire themed episode, and also it. Sick. There you go. Put a pin in so it. So there you go, Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> You've, we've done that. We will save We're this episode. We've done our planning for October. Yeah, October is planned. Rest assured, we will have the vampire episode coming soon. So thank you, Oscar, whoever you are, for that question. Uh, Tyler writes in, and as usual, he writes in a paragraph. So I'm going to pull the computer closer to me so I can read it all. And Taylor's going to fall over in the studio. That was really funny. You all right? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh. I don't know why you leaned in to look at the Because I want to oh, see. Okay. I want to see. Okay. Um, hello, Mike and Taylor. Glad to hear you back on the net this week. You folks had me worried. I thought something <laughs> of an unsavory nature had transpired. Yeah, so Tyler, I have to apologize. He, uh, he would, like I mentioned last yeah. week, he was ready to go to, to save me with the sort of episode where you were gone. And he kind of waited without me responding responding to him for days like what's no happening are you okay like we're no good kidnapped. yeah we're both fine it was just my laziness and when i take a break which happened on the long weekend i really take a break and i don't look at anything you're off i was off, off and off grid. yeah so that's that uh that's not your fault but thank you tyler for being you're always ready to go and that's why we count on you um catching up a bit i was very pleased with the animation episode as animated movies are among my favorite things in the known universe i was happy to see that studio is that Ghibli? Ghibli? Studio Ghibli? I don't know how to pronounce it. It's the studio uh, I Shout out for Kiki's Kiki's Delivery Service, which was on your list, I believe. Um, And that Mike is such possibly unexpecting fan of director uh, Don Bluth. Bluth did such classics as The Land Before Time, Titan A.E., An American Tale, and the more offbeaten path niche film Rockadoodle-Doo. Yeah, so I didn't actually realize until after that they're they're connected and that it's the same director. Because, yeah, I think Titan A.E., An American Tale, and Rockadoodle-Doo are all on my list. Um, That's Land, hilarious. The Land Before Time, I also really enjoyed that movie too. So I guess I do like. I think who knew? I think I like that style where it's it's animated, but it's it's almost a little darker and and gingier. Like as a kid, I kind of liked that being slightly scared watching right. it. And and I I find like Land Before Time, Titan, and American Tale have scary parts for kids in it. 
Rocket Lou less so. That's just kind of it's silly. just a weird one. But still, like I, I didn't actually. I, thank you, Tyler, for pointing that out. I didn't realize that the same director had worked on these films. So, so clearly, he has a style that you like. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, stop motion is definitely a form of animation. Thank mic you. drop. Um, did we did talk about that? I just like yeah, that. We here's did. where I'm, I don't even remember. We did that because I had a st- couple stop motion, but didn't know if they qualified. Gotcha. So what did I say? Was I against You're it? like, eh, we'll oh. take it. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> I don't sound like that, but good. Um, flashback to the present. Here's a question for you. What's your favorite Jake Gyllenhaal performance? I think his dual act in Enemy is my absolute favorite, but I must admit I have a nostalgic appreciation for his turn in The Bubble yeah. Boy. I uh, can't wait to see him in the new Spider-Man. Great show yet again, and as always, feel free to edit this email to make it radio-friendly. No, I never do. I just read them now. I complain. <laughs> I complain about them sincerely, Tyler. If you folks are down for a classic video-oriented movie club or segment, I am unhealthily interested. Yeah, so just quick update on that. I'm going to go down this week and talk to Classic Video about doing kind of a feature cool. uh, for that. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but to Tyler's question, um, favorite Jake Gyllenhaal performance, he's bringing up Enemy and Bubble Boy. Um, mine's Nightcrawler. I have to 100% he agree with you. He is phenomenal. He is a different person. Nightcrawler. I, mean, I know that's acting, but he's literally. That is acting. <laughs> he, like, he doesn't even look like himself. Jake Gyllenhaal does such an incredible job in Nightcrawler. It made me watch Velvet Buzzsaw. Oh, I have it on my to-watch list. Yeah. I Like, I just had to because it was the same director and it yeah. was him. Um, yeah. Like, okay, this is the thing I'm going to say about Jake Gyllenhaal. There are some movies of his that I don't particularly mm-hmm. like, but I've... In, always thought his performances were great because even the other movies i would bring up is love and other drugs which i think he does an amazing job and i don't particularly like the movie um uh donnie darko which is an okay movie but he's much younger but mm-hmm. he's he's very good in that there's this amazing <laughs> i'd say it's amazing but the, the performances are amazing there's a movie called life which is him and ryan reynolds and it's from the writers of deadpool and they wrote this kind of movie that about them discovering this thing in space. And it's Jake Gyllenhaal, it's oh, okay. Ryan Reynolds, and, and they're kind of trapped on this ship. Really, really great performances. Meh movie, but I right. really liked him in it. Um, and there was one more that I wanted to mention of Jake Gyllenhaal's um, that I thought was good. But now I can't. It just got to slip my mind. Oh, Jarhead. Yeah? That Jarhead. Hoorah. Yeah, which is not, again, a movie I don't didn't particularly like, but I thought he was very good. And I, he, he's one of these actors that always brings it in every performance and can, to me, can elevate a film. Even if the movie's kind of okay, he can elevate it yeah. with his performance. I'm a huge Jake Gyllenhaal fan. I think, I think and he's great. All his recent work has just made me like him even more. Like he, He's so versatile and he's doing such a great job. And yeah, but I, I'm the same. Nightcrawler. He gives a really... <laughs> strange like he went all for it like he he was like i am committing to this very strange character and he ran with it and it kind of worked in okja he plays them it's spelled i don't know if i'm pronouncing it right it's okja oh yeah that um that's on netflix Netflix. yeah Yeah, that was a netflix show he plays a scientist yeah and it's just Super weird. Su- I mean, the movie itself is weird, so it, it's great. Tilda Swinton plays twins. Um, she gives <laughs> a really great performance. So anyways, if you haven't seen Okja, watch it for Jake Gyllenhaal, but also just have a fun. I've mentioned it before. It's kind of a weird, yeah. fun, quirky yeah. movie. I And I, I kind of appreciate that Jake Gyllenhaal kind of always seems to do odd movies or, or strange performances. Probably a weird guy. 
probably but he doesn't creep me out in the same way that joaquin phoenix does where i'm like i don't really want to like hang out with joaquin phoenix i would not mind sitting down having a beer with jake gyllenhaal and just yeah. like talking to him about acting i mean i think I his would, process is very interesting i'd still hang out with joaquin but i under i get that comparison they're in they do similar yeah acting, they do. but they give off different vibes they do and and i think they're equally talented though like i'm every joaquin phoenix movie i see even some of the strange ones i i enjoy his performance in in Joaquin Phoenix's defense, he did grow up in a cult. Yeah, that's fine. That's, <laughs> so sure. I think that... Is he still in a cult? No, no but I feel like that probably anymore. was pretty informative I'm sure. in his... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I mean, we don't have to, like... You know, I can I can back off on Joaquin Phoenix. He doesn't care what I think. Him, <laughs> I'll but... ride or die for him. <laughs> but, like, he's just, you know, he's just a little weird, you know? That's yeah, that's all no. I'm saying. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I really like Jake Gyllenhaal. Um... Enemy's also good. I, I really enjoy that movie as well. Um, I don't think I've seen Bubble Boy. It's in a long, long time. I saw it when, you know, when I was like 10 maybe. Mm. But I enjoyed it as a 10-year-old. Yeah, yeah. I think it's been a very long time since I've seen it. He was that. very young in that movie. Yeah. yeah. That might even be like, if it's not pre- um, oh, You mentioned the movie. Donnie Darko? Yeah, if it's not pre-Donnie Darko, it's like right after. Like he was a teen in that movie. His uh, sister was also in Don Darko. Yep, Maggie. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, not quite as talented, I would say. I it's like okay. her a lot. I she's think okay. it's because she's not conventionally hot in a Hollywood way. Like, what? <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think maybe that's why she doesn't get as many parts. I think she's a very talented actor. I think she's very talented. I think she's conventionally good looking. You think so? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I think that like yeah, I, I would say so. I think she's pretty too, was... but she's not like she's not like um. Sure, sure. She's not like a. I'm trying to think of like a contemporary actress to compare her to. Like she's not like a bombshell. Like to me, she's kind of like girl next yeah. door. Yeah, but there are only like honestly, there are probably two bombshells in Hollywood. Like honestly, probably two. Who's your Who's on that list? Margot Robbie. True. Gal Gadot. Yeah. That would probably be it. Okay. And the, the, like Megan Gyllenhaal, like, I don't know. She, she, I think she's talented. I think she's strong. In the, yes, I think Hollywood has a lot to do with what people look like. But I think just even like in terms of, to me, she is like normal sized. Like she's not anorexic <laughs> she's skinny. Nor- yeah, yeah. So, like I think like that, it's not just face. It's but so is, whole, I mean, so is Elizabeth Olsen, who's normal sized. Brie Larson, apparently. But they're acting now in a time where we're more inclusive. Yes, that's Megan, true. Maggie Gyllenhaal started her career in the 90s. But she's still going. She's still been in things. I, know. I can't remember the, the recent the movie she's in. She's on the show right now. Yes. What, what is that show, though? I don't know. But it's I with know. James Franco, right? Oh, The Deuce? Is that it? Is um, she in The Deuce? I thought she was in The Deuce. Well, no. I know Jake, I know Franco is involved with The Deuce. So. I thought she was in it, too. I don't, I don't I haven't oh, okay. seen the show. <laughs> I'm sure she's in it, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, is she in it? Does she have another show? I don't think so. Oh. I'm my apprehension is I I don't know. I can't confirm your guess cuz I <laughs> Okay, I don't well I'm know. looking it up cuz I want to know what she's been in right now. But you just said she's in a show. Yeah, The Deuce is a television show. Yeah, but I I just didn't know if you were thinking, "Oh, there's another one." No, I don't think so. How the heck do you spell Gyllenhaal? What a weird name to spell too. Um uh the Deuce, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, the, the Deuce, yeah. Um, the Homecoming, a musical she's filming right now. That's odd. What was the movie that she was just in, though, that was quite good? Um, I can't see it even on here. 
Well, okay. Weird. I loved her and Frank. I just think, go up. You're telling me that is not a traditionally, what did you say? Traditionally, I don't what, think what? she <laughs> is traditionally Hollywood pretty, which what? is different, which is Hollywood pretty is different than real life pretty. In real life, she's beautiful. But in Hollywood, that to me isn't like Hollywood standard of beauty. Okay, what do you think? Of, okay, so here you go. Here's a great picture of her with, with Aaron Eckhart. Who I would also claim is would be the same, right? Is is he is he Hollywood handsome? You can't compare men to women, Mike, in terms of Hollywood beauty standards. What are you talking about, Aaron Eckhart? Here Apple, you go. We gotta... Apples to oranges. <laughs> you can be a Steve Buscemi and have an amazing okay, career. Steve Buscemi, yes, Steve Buscemi is different. He's a character actor. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna tackle this. I wanna talk about Steve Buscemi versus Aaron Eckhart. Who's more attractive? Let's put the poll up. Well, obviously. <laughs> let's, let's put the poll up. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do our social media poll this week. Will be Aaron Arkart, Steve Buscemi. Take we have one more fan question. Oh, do we? Yep. Oh, that's not it? Oh, Shannon, via Twitter. Uh, what do you think about the new theater seats that will be double beds? Where? So this is a new thing that they're starting in the U.S., but will eventually go everywhere, that that 16 seats are being taken out and replaced with these double beds. So they're recliner double beds, and they each move independently of each other, like those, like, sleep whatever ones. But you basically book out the double bed. I don't like that idea. Yeah, I think it's a terrible idea. I think it's going to be hugely popular we're like entering the world of wally where we just float around <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true yeah. um i think it's gonna be wildly popular popular i personally i would never do that i would never book out the bed i'd rather just i don't even really like the new like lazy boy type chairs i find they're hard on my back like i don't recline my my seat on a plane i don't recline my seat on the train I don't do it in the movie theaters. So being in a, like a literal bed. Yeah, I couldn't. Do I don't that. know. I'm I'd rather not... just stay home. I just, I, you Think know... about the kids that are going to like hook up. Exa- that's exactly what I was thinking. Like think about the things that are going to happen in that bed. How do you clean it? And, and also if you're in a movie theater, okay, and you got beds to the left of you and like peripheral vision is obviously a thing and you see stuff happening, what do you do? You have to let it be or go tattle on them. And no one wants to be a tattler. No one's going to go. <laughs> no one's going to go do anything. I wouldn't tell management. I would make a lot of like, gross, you know, like, like tick clicking my tongue at them. Oh, yeah. But I wouldn't go tell a manager. I See, I might. I don't know. I feel like that's just an But I think thing, definitely but... people are going to abuse the privilege of. Yeah. Yeah. Double beds. Yeah. Uh, that, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't like it. I think it's a terrible idea. Um people are going to do things in those beds yep so that we can never unsee and they're going to come here eventually i know it's going to happen i could see it but i i agree with that point about the becoming like the wally civilization where we don't do anything and we don't move and we just float around we just float around and wait for our aaron eckhart steve buscemi movies to be like funneled directly into <laughs> yeah, our brains. Yeah, into our brains. So we have to projected it. And all the questions we ever ask in society are just answered to you in your brain. Like you don't have oh. to do anything. Because already I got – who did I, I – I was with someone and I got mad at them for like going to their phone when we were discussing something. And I was like, you're – look because they wanted to look up something that we were talking about. I'm like, no, no, no. You're taking away the whole – 
You thing. just did that, Mike. I know because I wanted to. I wanted to see what <laughs> Maggie Gyllenhaal was in recently and make a point. It's and different argue in real you. life versus um, radio. Yeah, when you're in real life and you're sitting around and you're just having a conversation with someone, you should figure things out on your own. Like we're so dependent yeah. on technology, just figure it out on your own. No, I hear that. So there you go. At veto the double beds. No to the double beds, but they're happening. Veto anyway. phone calls. There's nothing. Phone we can do. phones during conversations. Um, thank you to everybody for your questions. Uh, we appreciate those. Again, if you do want to have your question read uh, on the show, just make sure to email us at screeningandkingston at gmail dot com. Uh, use the hashtag screening and YGK, or just find us on social media. Send us a message. Get them in by Mondays at five o'clock, and they'll be on the show each week. Um, now we're going to review some movies. Yes. So why don't we talk about Wild Rose first, and we'll just keep people in anticipation for Lion King. You already ruined how you thought about it. You didn't like it. Go. Sorry. I just thought it was, so it was an hour 40. Okay. And it's not too long. Hour 45, but it felt really oh, slow. Oh, really? Okay. Um, it's about a woman from Glasgow who um, has just gone out of jail. She has two small children, and her absolute dream is to go to Nashville to come a become a country music star like her defining characteristic is that she wants to be successful in country music and she is talented like she in the movie she's considered talented and can sing country music okay um i just felt for the length of the movie um the character growth wasn't quick enough um like for the majority of the movie i didn't like her i wasn't Mm. rooting for her i thought she was pretty deplorable i don't understand why she was getting the help that she was getting in the movie i mean aren't you describing a musician (laughs) pretty much but i feel like in a movie like this like you need to be invested in the character and want them to succeed because it's supposed to be you know like um like a feel-good story about her life yeah um but she's pretty awful Mm. and her turn like her you know her personal development happens fairly late in the movie um, to the point where I was, kind of, I had lost interest. Like I didn't, care. didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care. Like I'm like, you're a horrible mom. Um, the music was really good. Um, if you like country music, you may enjoy the film. She sings a lot of classics, and then there's an original movie. The girl, the actress, she um, works largely in kind of BBC um, films. Yeah, I looked her up, and I, I didn't recognize any of the movies she'd been but in. But I think if you were familiar with BB, BBC stuff, yeah, you might recognize would, okay. her. She's in Chernobyl right now. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, and she is a singer. Like, she got her break on a reality show cool. to do um, theater music, like, to be in a oh, theater nice. production. Nice. So she is a singer, so she the singing is good. I just thought it was boring, to be quite frank. Like, I didn't enjoy it. And what... Gentleman came out of the movie theater and to like first the staff and then to me was like, there was no substance. The story was completely undeveloped, which is like kind of true. Like, mm. okay, she likes country western music and she's a shit mom. That's like, that's it. That's the <laughs> that's, movie. That's her. Yeah. You're like, okay, <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, for me, honestly, it's a pass. It's weird. It's getting amazing reviews. I saw some of the reviews were quite positive about it, especially her. Like she was getting she a gives, lot of reviews. She gives a really good performance. Okay, yeah. She um isn't from Scotland, but does a really great like Glasgowian. Yeah. I don't know the Glasgow accent essentially. Yeah. Um, to the point where sometimes I didn't understand what the dialogue was. The right, accents yes. were so thick. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you've ever spoken to someone from like Glasgow, they have a thick accent um she gave a great performance like i'm not gonna begrudge her that but like 
I don't know. I'm the type of person where, like, I need to be invested in the story in yeah. order to enjoy the movie. Yeah. And I just personally was not invested in the movie. Technically, like, the movie itself was fine. Like, it's a, it's an okay constructed film. I just feel like maybe the story was lacking. Like, it was a writing problem. So let me let me ask you this. How many of the, like, typical this is about a musician movies, whether it's a biopic or, or not, tropes were in there? Like, did she go through some sort of rehab or issue? Or was that mainly connected to her family life? Like, I know in the trailer, it's like what to do with her kids and her baby. Yeah, it's them. mainly about, like, so she, the movie starts with her getting out of jail. She's been in jail for a year. Okay. Um, and essentially, it sets up, like, she has always put herself first right um and the kids are an inconvenience to her and her kids are with her mom is, is that her? the kids are with the grandma like grandma. her mom okay, okay. um but they quickly move in with her right. and they like get their own apartment okay but it's really about her being like these kids are a drag and yeah, i yeah. want to pursue right because she, she's young she had the kids both kids before she was 18 right so it's, it's very stereotypical in the sense that she was a mom too young, doesn't want the kids, right. thinks they're a burden, and yeah. wants to pursue her own career. Yeah. But otherwise, it's... The it's novel a, thing is okay. that she's from Glasgow right, and wants right. to sing country music. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it sounds like it's just suffering mainly from sort of a, a lack of sub substance, like, like that guy's saying. Like, there's just yeah. not much there beyond that. Yeah, like, she didn't have, aside from her ability to sing, she had no redeeming qualities. Wow. Like, and that's not good for a lead character, especially if you're following someone. You need to have some, like, even if they're not great, they have to have a redeeming. So she played a de like a deplorable person really well. Yeah. Like it was very believable yeah. that this is a horrible person. Yeah. Um, so again, and not necessarily the actor's fault. You know, writing just might writing. just might not have been there. Yeah. Like she's yeah, I don't know. So it's a is it a s official skip it for you? For me, yeah, it's a skip it. To put this in here so I don't forget. Okay, cool. So a skip it. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel bad for the screening room when I'm like, skip it. Well, you know, I think, you know, we got to be honest as to what uh, what we think about the movies. And some of the, some movies at the screening room are a see it for us, but some sometimes yeah, skip it, unfortunately. Skip it. Um, okay, so there you go. That's Wild Rose, and that's a skip it from Taylor. Wah, wah. Uh, next, we have The Lion King, 2019 remake of The Lion King. Uh yeah, it's not great. Um, so <laughs> and that 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 raspberry was just my own personal yeah it, feeling. So so I've been I've been mixed mixed reviews when it comes to these Disney live action remakes. Like I I, I kind of liked Aladdin. I thought it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I really liked Cinderella. Was meh on Beauty and the Beast. Um, really liked the Jungle Book, which is from the same director. So John Favreau is back to direct this same kind of animation style where it's. Kind of stop motiony in a not stop motion, sort of like CGI, right? but in a way that to try to make it look as real as possible. So here's the thing: there's two things that people online have been saying about this movie that are correct. Timon and Pumbaa steal a show, and it's 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 a beautiful movie. Okay. In the way it's it's filmed, those are two. I would 100 percent agree with those two things. Here's here's why: lions are mo are emotionless in their faces. Yeah, Actually, most kinda, cats are. They're just kind of flat. As someone who, who grew up with cats, for the most part, their emotion comes in their behavior, not what they're showing you in their yeah. face. So the problem with that is, is when you have you focus so much on – and they look like real lions, yeah. the actors are also given kind of 
very bland performances because they're they have to match the facial expression like the way a lion's mouth the way a lion's mouth moves and so a lot of the lines are a little subdued a lot of the moments are a little subdued and i felt like it just didn't really work it kind of came off as flat acting right also within the lines there were a lot of things that were taken from the original script that were clearly meant and said very well by the certain actors so so a good example is scar who was mm-hmm. originally played by Jason Isaacs, who is now being played by Chiwetel Ejiofor, who's also a really good actor. Both are very good. But there are some lines that really just don't make as much sense coming out of his mouth as it did with Jason Isaacs, right. just in the way they behave and the way they that they portray Scar. Scar's a little bit more menacing and powerful in, in the, this new one, where originally he was just more conniving. Yeah, like he had to be smart because yes. he was... He wasn't really a physical force in... in in compare in comparison to Mufasa, because if he was a, in nature, if he was a bigger lion, yes. he would have been part of the prize. Yeah, he would have been the the alpha or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that that's one of the biggest issues in the movie, and I think the reason why Timon and Pumbaa steal it is they can do more with the faces of of, and it's a comedic. Performance. It's a comedic performance, and just the, the idea of the kind of. I guess he's a buffalo or whatever. I don't know what the heck he is. Running around. A boar. With, a boar, yeah. So a he's a boar and a meerkat running around together is funny. The meerkat's funny because he's so tiny and he's extremely sassy. He's played by Billy Eichner and it really works. But And Seth Rogen and is. And Seth Rogen is, is uh, Pumbaa. And it, it's great. It, they're very funny and a lot of it is, again, borrowed from the original. So whatever. And the, the, there's not a lot new added to this movie. Not that they, I guess, needed to because Lion King's really good. But then that led me to, well, what's the point of this movie? Mm. What was the point of doing this where it's essentially kind of shot-for-shot remake with a few little additions, but still even less additions than like Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin had, where it was just kind of like, here, here's a couple things. Like I felt the Jungle Book really enhanced the story by doing it again, and you added a lot that was kind of missing the first time around. But with this movie, I just felt coming out of it like the other one's better. Even the singing performances were better in the other one. Like it doesn't... I don't care about Beyonce, and I don't care about Donald Glover. I like Donald Glover, and I guess Beyonce is a good singer. Like she's great in this in this singing. She wise. is considered a Grammy award. Yeah, she can, and she's the queen or whatever, and everyone's go crazy. The beehive. About her. But but if you don't have that, and you're just listening to it, you're like, whatever. This was yeah. good. Is she ten times better than the original? No, she's not. This is my thing about these movies: is that. The original singers were like Broadway singers, mm-hmm. yep. and they're yep. written as Broadway tunes. That's correct. More or less. Yes. So now they're trying to get either like contemporary singers yep. or like non-singers. Yes. Like, I think, did Hermione sing in The Beauty and the Beast? She did. Yeah. Um, it was very auto-tuned. It's not the same. Like, no. these are... The originals were essentially animated musicals. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying to, to anyone out there who's a huge Beyonce fan. She's not a bad singer, I'm, but, but I agree with you. But she's not a Broadway singer. But she's not a Broadway singer. very and you different can tell, singing. Yes, you can tell that it is not the same, and it's not meant to be the same. And Donald Glover does a great job. He plays Simba. He sings. He, he acts. It's fine. But again, the constraints of this movie, and I again, probably the right choice was, okay, these lines are expressionless, so we can't do too much vocally because it'll look weird. Yeah. If you have this huge emotional thing, but your face isn't doing anything, it will be very weird. 
So I get that approach, but it just didn't land. The songs are fine and they're well done, but again, it's it's like, is it better than before? No, and I think that's part of the reason. The people before are Broadway singers. They're singing that in that style. It fits. It makes sense. Contemporary singers, just it sounds different. And I saw a really interesting post on Instagram from one of my Instagram friends. Shout out to Justine. Um, she did a side-by-side comparison in her Instagram stories about the current, like the 2019 beside the 1991 um, or 92, whatever year it came out, animation. Mm-hmm. And she made the point, animation is, a, 2D animation is a legitimate artistic choice. Absolutely. Used because it's a children's movie. Mm-hmm. And so the animals need to be able to emote. That's correct. And so you opt for 2D animation because you go less lifelike for a reason. Animals yeah. in real life can't and to me the reason why the jungle book worked so well and i like that was you had a human to work off of so you could see the comparison between the human and the animals and how real they looked you had different animals that could emote and express and even if they couldn't you had the human to emote and express for you to represent the audience Mm -hmm. and they took the story of the jungle book which is a short cartoon that's very flawed and it's not that great and they turned it into a very interesting movie they flushed it out out, they added things to it this movie they essentially exactly what you're you're just saying they essentially took the original and did it in a different art form that's it and to a detriment to the story and and i 100% agree with that i don't think it's as good artistic modes for specific reasons at specific times this is a money grab like they all are, but at least with some of the other ones, like at least like Aladdin, I think I was so so on, but I liked Aladdin better because the director brought something different to it and they added and some things to it. And movie. it was fun and it was whatever and it's kind of a nice throwback and it kind of reminded me of the other one, but they added new things. I really liked Cinderella. I really liked uh, The Jungle Book because they were so much more fleshed out. This to me is in the same category as Beauty and the Beast. I don't unneeded. think the ch- unneeded. I don't think the changes worked. I don't think the changes were necessary, and I don't think they're better than the original. Whereas you could make an argument the other ones s- at least enhance the originals. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, this, I didn't see Dumbo, so I can't throw it in there. But this one, I don't think did anything to enhance it. I don't think it did. I think it was just whatever. I can expect that haters are going to hate us on this one, but I stand firm that the Disney quote unquote live action remakes should stop yeah i don't think they're necessary and i think that the ones i honestly believe the ones they needed to do have been done well i'll hold my breath for the little mermaid that's gonna and that's mulan big, looks interesting but the mulan <laughs> but again <laughs> mulan is gonna be more of a historical yes. in yeah. line with the original yeah. um story like the historical story yeah yeah not gonna be a musical yeah. but you know what that's pissing people off too yeah well people get angry they're like for nothing. oh it doesn't have the original songs Watch, watch the 2D you, animation. You already have that. Yeah, okay, if, the, if they were doing The Lion King, they're like, no songs, we're going to flesh out the story, we're going to make it closer to Hamlet, because it's based on Hamlet. Because yeah. everyone's like, oh, it's based on Hamlet, it's based on Hamlet. It's totally different than Hamlet. You've clearly never read Hamlet. If you're like, this is exactly like Hamlet, it's nothing like it. Anyway, had they done that, though, and said, we're going to follow the course of Hamlet even closer, and we're just going to make a new version of it. Cool. That's interesting. It's like when they came out with the Jungle Book and then two years later, Mowgli. At least you were trying something different. Mm -hmm. You wanted to show a a different take on it. Cool. Go ahead and do that. But to do these remakes where you're just rehashing the same thing is – it's kind of lazy. They fire me up and in the worst way possible. Yeah. They just make me mad. It's a skip it for me. 
I don't think The Lion King is worth seeing. I think there's a, a perfectly good version of it that's out there. You can find it in, in any DVD. I was literally at the mall this past weekend, and I saw the original Lion King on the shelf. So they clearly took it out of the vault to try to promote it. Go just watch that. Disney just needs to make new stories. Yeah. There are more fairy tales. Absolutely. There's lots. <laughs> than the ones they've already made. So yeah. just... If you have to stick to open source material, because that's why Disney made all those movies. They were open source and Disney didn't have to pay for royalties. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to pay for the, you know, the rights to stories, how about you jump back into the the big book of fairy tales and give us some new ones? Yeah. There's no reason. Or don't be so cheap and acquire some new story rights. So there you go. The Lion King for me is a skip it. Um, so we've got Wild Rose and Lion King. Both are skippets no from both of us. No movies this week for you No, guys. no movies. Don't go see anything. But I do want to give a quick shout out. If you are in Kingston and yes. you are uh, listening in the Kingston area, the Cinematica Classic Film Series is back at the screening room, and this time they're presenting Alfred Hitchcock. We suggested this. Yes, and I'm way very excited. Back in the uh, we fall. did. We did talk, and I'm sure they were planning it well before then. But um, Alfred Hitchcock, so it kicks off this Thursday. Every Thursday, they just have an, uh, another one of Hitchcock's films. One of my favorites, Rear Window, is uh, coming up this thursday unfortunately i'm busy so i'm not gonna be able to go see it but if you're in kingston yeah, every thursday one. i think it goes until the end of august actually they yeah. have quite a few until august 22nd rope is worth seeing it was uh i was shown this in a film class i think i'm pretty sure it was continuously shot it's one continuous yes shot. i think that or that it has like true. the longest the longest one shot in it um but it's just Good movie, but also technically it's an interesting. Strangers on a Train is also another one yeah. I really enjoyed. So that one's coming up August 15th. So basically from the 18th of July all the way to the 22nd of August, you can you can check out um, a different Hitchcock movie at 6 p.m. every Thursday. Um, you can go to the screeningroom.com and just click on their Cinematica uh, tab, and it'll take you there, and you can take a look. But a shout-out to them. Um, I won't be able to go see Rear Window next week, but probably the week after, I will go check out um, Shadow of a Doubt. Um, Rope is the week after that, um, and it continues on from there. So there you go. little shout-out to the screening yeah. room for that Very series. Cool. Really cool. Um, Hitchcock uh, is a one of the, again, one of the directors you should really look into if, if you're interested in film in any way. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, let's move on to not a great plan. It's time for everyone's favorite segment, beloved by every single listener, not a great plan. Let's do a head count here. Your brother, the demigod, a super soldier, living legend who kind of lives up to the legend, a man with breathtaking anger management issues. Of master assassins and you, big fella. You've managed to piss off every single one of them. That was the plan. Not a great plan. That's right, it's not a great plan where we take a look at headlines and current movie news and see what Tony Stark thinks of them. Here's our first headline. Scarlett Johansson takes another crack at explaining why any actor should be able to play any role. Not a great plan. Okay, so where does this come from? So Scarlett Johansson was in Ghost in the Shell. Yes. Which is a traditionally, I believe it was an anime or it was it's an like anime. its own, you know, kind of cultural touchstone. Mm-hmm. 
And the actress or the main character is Asian mm-hmm. um, and kind of, again, in the cultural story behind it, um, it's supposed to be an Asian actress. Gotcha. So there was a ton of backlash when she was cast in Ghost in the Shell. Um, it didn't do well in the box office. No, it didn't. Possibly in part because of this backlash. And she has always maintained that she should have been allowed to play that character. It wasn't a race thing. It's art. Just recently, or more recently, she had to drop out of a film starring as the real-life transgendered gangster named Dante Tex Grill. Um, Again, because she's not a transgendered male or female. So there was a lot of pushback, and she Mm -hmm. had to drop out of that. So um, last week or this week, she said, quote, she should be allowed to play any person, tree, or animal. (laughs) And... um, she then this new headline saying she's taken another crack. She's saying that um, art should be immune to political correctness. All actors should be allowed to play all roles. Um, so that's kind of her stance. She's like, I should be allowed to play a character that's Asian. I mm-hmm. should be allowed to play a character that's transgendered because I'm an actress. And as an actress, I embody things that, you know, are not me. That's my job. Um should art be immune from political correctness? No. <laughs> so, yeah, so this is where so what I think what I think she's saying is alluded to something that I I learned about in in theater school is like the idea of the actor being able to embody something and that in theory, like the, in the acting yeah. theory, I should be able to walk out on stage and say, hi, my name is Gladys. I'm an 80-year-old yeah. grandmother. And you as an audience member goes, okay, that's who you are. Yeah. Like it's called willing suspension of disbelief and that's the time of the actor. However, art is usually used as as a, a lens into society yeah. and you can't really separate the two. Because like, hey, I'm in agreement in the principle of theory of that. However, we have not as a society – been able to give people equal opportunity in any area of the arts and well in any area of life so to take more opportunities away from say a transgendered actor who has maybe an opportunity to do a part um to once again take opportunities away from someone who's asian who has an opportunity to do a part is where i think the problem comes in yeah i think she if she because she's talking about like very abstract yes art theory yes if you which, wanna, is, yes. which is valid but valid. if you want to do that kind of artwork it's not you need to do performance art yeah um in a on a stage that's correct yeah or yeah. you fund that own project this is the platform for it. the reality is you're telling film is telling stories mm-hmm. and we have recently recognized we are not telling everyone's stories no. Not everyone has the opportunity to tell their own story. So we need to empower those people to tell the story. So do no, an Asian woman should have been in Ghost in the Shell. And a trans pers- transgendered person should play this Dante Tex girl who had a, I Googled them, very interesting story. They owned massage parlors. Like, you know, like rub and tug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was really like, he was like a gangster pimp who, who owned, owned wow yeah in the states like in the yeah. u.s or yeah. wow okay so that's anyways, interesting super interesting yeah very interesting I'll story watch that movie. yeah that sounds like... definitely wouldn't have watched it with scarlett johansson yeah. as the well, and i definitely agree with what you're saying like and i think hey i would love 
to to see what a world is like where from the beginning of time we were always extremely accepting of yeah. everyone then we then i honestly think we'd be in a different spot i think it wouldn't be a big yeah, deal because we never took that away from anyone could... anyone could play anything but we're not there and unfortunately we ruined that for ourselves so we have a lot of work to do before we can ever get to that standpoint so i agree exactly with what you and said if she wants to do this art house fund stuff. it fund it yourself yeah, fund it yourself absolutely yeah she is she also is just totally disregarding her own privilege. Yeah, She's absolutely. in a position where she can play it. She any can play story. any anything she wants. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, but um the reality is a transgendered actor can't play every story. Mm-hmm. And so let's give them the opportunity to play themselves. And if themselves. we ever do get up to a point where a transgendered actor can play anything and do anything and and be in any story, then I will agree. Then yeah. I will say because because I actually believe in that principle of acting. I think I should be able to walk on stage and tell you my name is Gladys, I and I'm a grandmother, and that's what I should be able to do. But unfortunately, we're but not there. Stage rules are different from film. Rules. Yes, no, and I agree with that. And I I'd love to see where film could get to if we had those opportunities. But unfortunately, it hasn't happened, and it still hasn't happened. Like we still have. She's casting out of like touch. This. Her comments yeah. are completely out of touch, and. Um, we clearly don't get the political landscape if you're making those comments, right? Like, yeah, like being like art it. should be immune from political correctness. Like, what? art is art is like a good, actually, tool to teach those things. I actually think to show people political correctness in the correct way. But I don't know. It's just a weird. Um, it is weird. I just I think she needs to cool it. Yeah, and I, I think you're right. I don't think she's recognizing her own privilege in this. And yeah, I think that. But hey, if she's maybe now this will be an opportunity for other people. Because if she did back out of that rule, maybe we can finally see someone, a transgendered actor, get an opportunity. Yeah. There you go. Okay, what's the next headline? Midsummer and Hereditary's Ari Aster says he's ready to do a comedy now, please. Not a great plan. <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> um he just went on a reddit just wants to do a comedy you know like he went on one of those reddit q a's and he said the next movie he wants to make is comedy and there's a couple genres he wants to explore he'll go back to horror but he doesn't think he'll go back for a couple movies so, that's interesting yeah um it goes both ways not a great plan in the sense that um his fans won't be getting horror movies for a while yeah and not a great plan in the sense that can he do comedy. I guess we're going to find out because that's the thing. Like, I think the mark of a good director is that ability. Yeah, so, to dabble in different genres. Yeah, like, it'll be a good plan if he can do it. If he can't, it's going to hurt his career. One of the article said it's a reverse Jordan Peele. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, started in comedy <laughs> yeah. and went to horror. Yeah. Um, apparently, and I don't know if it's pronounced Midsummer or Midsummer. Summer. I, I, I don't know. know. Just like People I can, have been calling it Midsummer, but it's spelled differently. It's spelled differently. So anyways, I'm going to call it Midsummer. Apparently, there's a ton of comedic undertones to the film. Oh, okay. So, um... He's practicing. He's practicing, I guess. <laughs> um, whether or not you're happy about this, <laughs> choose some time. I think out. a lot of people won't be. Like, I think you're right. A lot of his fans will not be happy. Yeah, about they're, this. the horror fans are going to yeah. be like, let's yeah. go back. All right. What's the last headline? Um, meet the new adult oriented Flintstones reboot, a slightly more modern Stone Age family. Not a great plan. So, is this the one that. Seth MacFarlane has been involved with for a long time. Oh, I don't know. The article didn't mention it. It just said that it's going to be a primetime animated adult comedy series based on an original idea, but featuring characters from the original. It's not yet attached to a network, but it's associated with, um, I think, Kristen Bell's production company. Oh, okay. Um, I think, 
Yeah. Because Seth MacFarlane, the creator of Family Guy, he was rumored to be involved in a project like this, but this was a couple years ago, and then I heard nothing. Um, The article made no mention mm. of that. Um, I think it's not a great plan in the sense that do we need a Flintstones reboot? No. Like, that seems like a weird... And to be, like, based on the characters, but an original idea. Why not just pick new characters? And what does that mean? And why... But again, this goes back to the people believe in in any Hollywood, any sales situation. If you know something and are comfortable with it, you'll buy it. Yeah. But the reality is, is that people will also buy it if it's of good quality. But this, uh, to me, this gives studios and producers and execs, and if I was in the room with them, I would be so angry, the license to be lazy. Hey, don't worry. We got the Flintstones. It doesn't matter if the idea is good. You don't have to work on it. You don't have to be passionate about it. Hey, you don't even have to care about it. We have the Flintstones. So people are going to buy it. It's a weird... It's like, what's next? We're going to have another Jen, Jensen? Jetsons? Jetsons? No, that doesn't make... Because, I don't know, the future has been so different than what I think people imagine. I don't think the Jetsons would make any sense. But again, you're right, probably. Might as well, is what I'm saying. Smurfs, Jetsons. Bring back all of the... Um, what is it? Hanna-Barbera? Yeah, yeah. Um... So it's Mer- what is it, Mer- what is it, Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear, yeah. Um, who knows? Like it's just uh, – I think it's 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 laziness. It's we got to – networks or or streaming services are trying are, – are instead of working on products, they're working on content. We They don't care about what it is. We just need content, content, content. Yeah, and that's disgusting. what people call it now. They call it content, not – TV shows yeah. or or great written scripts, whatever. So whatever this idea is, and whoever's involved with it, I mean, Kristen Bell j- was on one of the worst new TV show comedies, The Good Place. I hate that show. Oh, I love oh, it's it. It's terrible. I think you're so- like alone on that one. I I know. Critical I'm darling. one of like three people who does <laughs> doesn't like The Good Place. I just don't find it funny. And it's, Fair it's just, it's, I don't know, there's just laziness. But just because it's her produc- production company doesn't mean she's going to have a hand. Yeah, but still. But, you know, I just want to, I know we're running out of time, but I do want to shout out um, to the live action movies from the 90s with, um, of the, you, do you remember oh, the yes. live action Oh, um, yes. It had a great do, cast. Um, Rick Moranis and. Um, Ron, no. No, what was his name? John Goodman. John Goodman. Great. I think there was two of them. Two yes. or three. They were good. There, I think there was at least two of them with they that They stand cast. up. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I like the original, the first one. First yeah. one's really good. So. Yeah. Go, just go and rewatch those ones. Rewatch those ones. Forget this TV show. Um, but that's it for the show today. Um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, don't forget about the uh, Alfred Hitchcock uh, screenings that are starting this Thursday at the Screening Room in Kingston, Ontario. Um, and for all of you uh, who are podcast listeners from all over the place, uh, we hope that you go check out some movies this week, just not the ones that uh, we suggest. Or, or tell us we're wrong. You know, go see Wild Rose. Go see The Lion King and and write in and tell us that you liked it. We'd love to yeah. hear some feedback and we're ha- always happy to discuss. So go see some movies.